Testing. 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 Welcome to Hope Okay, now I think we're on. We're on for real. Welcome to another broadcast on the Soul of America Radio. Tonight, you're listening to Hope and Healing, a journey to wholeness, with your host, J.R. Thicklin. Tonight's broadcast is brought to you by Blog Talk Radio, hosted and produced by the Soul of America Radio. Comments made on tonight's broadcast do not necessarily reflect the views of Blog Talk Radio, the Soul of America Radio, or its host. Hope and Healing takes you from a place of pain, abuse, violence, rejection, and abandonment to a place of hope, healing, and power. All aboard with your author, activist, advocate, and friend, man of purpose himself, and your host for the evening, Mr. J.R. Diglett. Yeah! This is your host, J.R. Thicklin, and I'm so very glad that you've joined us on tonight right here on the Soul of America Radio Network. We do apologize for the technical difficulties that we've been experiencing here over the last 30 minutes, and uh, we're so glad for your patience that uh, you've hung on and we're on the airway tonight. Tell a friend, tell a neighbor, they can join us right here on Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness at area code 323-784-9638. That's the way you can reach us, area code 323-784-9638. Or you can also tune in at www.soulofamericaradio.com and just simply go to Hope and Healing and come right over and hit live and you will catch us right on the airway. Or perhaps you have a question or comment and you'd like to reach us, simply Email us at jficklin at soulofamericaradio.com. That is the letter J-T-H-I-C-K-L-I-N at soulofamericaradio.com. We're so glad that you've been with us, and uh, thank you for tuning in. Uh, we're just glad to be back. Uh, definitely, uh, on last week, you got a chance to hear a pre-recorded show, and uh, the week before, we wasn't able to get in. But uh, I just want you to know tonight, we're so glad to be here with you, and that we're glad to be a part of this great Soul of America radio network. Those of you that are out there, tell a friend, tell a neighbor, let them know that we're on the air. There are many that were signing up earlier uh, to listen, and we were not on the air. Uh, actually, was having technical difficulties, but we're back even now as we speak. So we're very excited about being on the airway tonight. And for those of you that are listening tonight, I thank you. I thank you for your endurance and for your patience. Uh, there's so much we want to talk about tonight, and I'm always so grateful uh, for you that are out there. Please tell a friend, tell a neighbor that Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness is on the airway tonight. We're excited about our time together because there's a very important subject matter we want to talk about tonight. And, uh, Jeff, we just really want your participation. Now, listen, there are so many ways that you can reach us here. Once again, uh, you can reach us here at area code 323-784-9638, whether you want to be a, uh, a caller, whether you want to be a guest, or whether you just want to listen in, or you can reach us right on www.soulofamericaradio.com and go to the tab of Hope and Healing. That is the two ways that you can reach us electronically. But let me say this. If you have an uh personal uh, question or comment or something that you like to do, just simply email me at jthicklin at soulofamericaradio.com. But there, there are some other ways that you can reach us as well, and that is through our Facebook. Now, we have a couple of Facebook pages, one in particular called Domestic Violence, It Is Your Business. Domestic Violence, It Is Your Business. And there is always posted information about domestic violence, uh, 
uh, situations, uh, uh, warnings, and things that we need to take note of. And that's one of the pages that you can reach there, and there's a lot of things that are there. Then we have another uh, uh uh, Facebook page that we're associated with who, that does just the opposite. It brings forth hope, inspiration. It's always uplifting, and that's our Destiny by Choice to Fellowship. Uh, that is there, always an uplifting uh, posting from different ones, posting of words, songs, so many things that are there. But tonight, I want to call your attention very quickly to the Domestic Violence It Is Your Business page because over the last week, I posted some very, very unfortunately tragic news on there as it relates to the issue of domestic violence and the issues particularly of domestic violence uh, in children. Now, let me say this. Those of you that care to go to the page, you will see that we are there. You'll see that we are addressing some things that are so very important. As a matter of fact, uh, I want to talk about a couple of situations that uh, we're talking about, and that's what prompts us with this situation here when we're talking about why and how long should our children suffer and even die due to domestic violence. And so we're talking about tonight children caught in the crossfire of domestic violence, children caught in the crossfire of domestic violence. Now, what we understand from researchers and experts, that between 3.5 to 12 million children per year witness domestic violence of some form in their home, and that for they are exposed to it. They witness it, they experience it, and they're impacted by it in every way. But what happens when we see domestic violence end in the tragedy of death? Or we're dealing with situations inside of a relationship where we see uh, uh, basically the partner of the woman in most cases uh, end up recklessly and tragically hurting, injuring, and even killing the children. Let me take you to a situation here that just happened this past week in Suitland, Maryland. And I'm going to read this to you right as it's been printed here. In Suitland, Maryland, there was a 26-year-old Suitland man who killed a two-year-old boy uh, this past May after he climbed onto a piece of furniture and then, as the man would say, disrespected him with a facial expression. Well, they found out that in the charging documents released that officials said that this young man, uh, Mr. Bernard, grabbed the two-year-old little child, Jameer Shipe, and shoved him to the floor and then grabbed him by the face and forced his head through a wall. I want you to hear that again. A 26-year-old man killed a two-year-old boy after the boy climbed into a piece of furniture, then, in the man's opinion, disrespected him with a facial expression. And what we understand that Mr. Bernard, that's his name, I'm giving him a lot of respect, calling him Mr. Grabbed the two-year-old child and shoved him to the floor, and then grabbed him by the face and forced his head through a wall. Yes, you heard me right. Police in Prince County, George County, said that Mr. Renard admitted to killing the two-year-old, who was the son of the woman he was in relationship with. And that was in an interview shortly after the boy was discovered. So the grand jury charged Bernard with murder, child abuse, First and second degree assault. Now, this alleged incident happened at an apartment uh, there uh, in Suitland uh, while Bernard was taking care of the boy. At some point, the authorities said that Mr. Bernard became enraged with this little kid after he climbed into some furniture inside of the home. At that point, he's accused of grabbing the boy by the misdirection, by the midsection, and throwing him to the floor. Bernard then admitted to grabbing Jameer by the face and pushing his head into the wall. However, when Mr. Bernard called 911, he told dispatchers that the boy was choking on food. Now, the reality is that Jameer was suffering from multiple severe injuries, including broken bones in his face and head and total respiratory failure. He died the next day. Now, here is, folks, this is tragic news, and we see it happening on every front. We see it continuously happening on every front. We see this situation happening in many cases where women are allowing their significant others to watch their small children, and they leave them in the hands of individuals that they assume is responsible, only to find that these individuals are not responsible, that these individuals are oftentimes committing tremendous acts, in this case, a cause of death happening as a result of these things going on. 
So I want you to understand tonight that this is something that we must stand up about. This is something that we must speak up about. And this is something that we cannot afford to shut up about. So I want you to understand that this is crucial tonight. This is crucial. This is crucial. And we cannot afford to sit back silently. Listen, this is a problem. This is a problem that is happening way too often. Here's a problem I think that we must address. This is something that is happening, and it's happening not in a vacuum. It's happening all over. And we've got to address this situation head on. So I want to definitely invite your calls in tonight. we want to invite your calls in, and we want to definitely get your opinion, and we want to get uh, we want to get you involved in speaking out against this. So children caught caught in the crossfire of domestic violence is such a, a timely timely matter because of what we're seeing. And I want to share a few things with you in a few little bit uh, about what is going on inside of so many situations and we got to be prepared to deal with it we got to raise the issue we got to consider the fact that the children uh are the victims they're innocent victims here they're innocent by every stretch of imagination we've got to speak up about it we've got to do some things about it and we've got to be willing to stand up about it area code three two three seven eight four nine six three eight area code three two three seven eight four nine six three eight that's how you can reach us here on the soul of america radio or you can go to www.soulofamericaradio.com go to hope and healing and that is how you can reach us today uh, and so i just want to say uh this is really a tragedy this is really a tragedy. And listen, I don't know, because of the technical difficulties that we had in the beginning of the show, uh, perhaps we lost some callers, we lost some, some that was there listening to us, but I want you here. I want you to call a friend, I want you to call a neighbor, email them or whatever you have to do, and tell them we need them on the airway because this is some real serious matters. These are some serious matters that are happening, and they're going, and they're happening all over. They're happening in so many different places, and we've got to be able to address this subject matter. It's not going to go away simply because we uh, simply don't want to talk about. It's not going to go away simply because of the fact that, uh, you know, somebody don't think it's popular. It's not going to go away. It is affecting too much of our family. It is affecting too much of the infrastructure of society, and we must be willing to do that. So, uh so uh, oh, thank you so very much. Uh, yeah, that's right. So many of you that are listening tonight, what has happened? We had some technical difficulties earlier, and now we're back on the airway, and I'm so glad that you've joined us. Area code 323-784-9638. That is how you reach us today. You can also, if you have a special request, email jficklin at soulofamericaradio.com. That's one way to reach us. And uh, don't forget to visit our pages there on Facebook, uh, Destiny by Choice 2 Fellowship, as well as our Domestic Violence Is Your Business page. Now, listen, this is what is so incredibly uh, important here, especially those that are listening across the country. But to those of you that are listening in this nation, on today, the trial of George Zimmerman being tried in the death of the teenager Trayvon Martin started. Very high-profile case. That happened over a year ago there in Sanford, Florida, right outside of Orlando. And the nation was up, was outraged because of the fact of the travesty of this death, senseless death. Many saw it as a situation of white on black. They saw it as racial profiling. But I think the majority of us just simply understood that this type of a tragedy is not tolerable in our society. Why should a young kid or a young person die tragically of no fault of their own? And I can understand the nation's outpour, and our prayers have gone out to uh, this family. But I wonder, why isn't that type of outrage, why isn't that type of passion shown when we see these type of things that happen to this little two-year-old, why aren't we seeing that type of outpour, that type of response in these type of situations? Why aren't we seeing it? Why aren't anyone raising that issue? Why isn't anyone really talking about it? I wonder, 
why are we silent? Is our silence some kind of way of giving some type of nod to the situation? I'd like to hear from you tonight. This is J.R. Thicklin, and you're listening to Open Healing, a journey to wholeness. And I want to go right back into this subject matter because I think it's crucial. I think it's so very crucial in this day and time. I think until we address this situation, until we address it for what it is, I think we are going to really miss out on an opportunity to make a difference like we've never made before. And I, and I, and I just want you to understand that this is crucial. This is so very crucial to what this work must be in addressing this issue. So when we talk about children caught up in a crossfire of domestic violence, it is crucial that we address this in every manner that we can. We've got to address it from the White House to the schoolhouse, from the church house to the outhouse, from the lighthouse to your house. We've got to address this situation because it's not going to go away. It is something that we must address we must, we must, we cannot afford to be silent. We cannot afford to be silent. We cannot afford to continue to act as if nothing is happening. We cannot afford to go on as if there is no hope. I'm telling you that this is a travesty, and I want to recall, and I want to definitely share with you some things that are so very, that is so very critical. It is very critical that we address the situation. Now, the situation that has just happened, the situation that happened uh, on, on in May with this particular two-year-old being um, literally, I mean, killed, brutally murdered, if you would, by his mother's boyfriend, his mother's significant other. There's no place for that. We have to stand up. We must speak out. We cannot afford to be silent. This is the call. This is the call that we must answer today. We must stand up. We must speak out. And we cannot allow this to go any further. We have to stop this because if we don't stop it, what we're basically saying, then it's okay. If we don't stop it, what we're basically saying is that this is not a priority enough for us to get involved. But I beg to differ. I think it's imperative that not only do we speak out, it's imperative that we stand up. It's imperative that we speak out, stand up. It's imperative that we do not allow another day to go by without being on the front end of this. And so I'm inviting you and I'm charging you today. Listen, we've got to speak up on this this subject matter. And until we do so, until we do so, listen, there are innocent lives that are dying right before us. There's innocent lives that are dying right before us. I'm challenging you today. You've got to come in. You've got to tune in. There's too many people that are losing their lives, and we see this happen too often. What are we seeing happen too often? We see this happening too often where we're seeing, where especially uh, where mothers are leaving their children in the presence and in the care of significant others. They're leaving them in the care of significant others. And inside of leaving them in the care of these significant others, these babies' lives are at risk. These babies are losing their lives unnecessarily. These babies are losing their lives in a way that shouldn't be happening. These babies are losing their lives uh, in a way that uh, has signified that the individual that their mother have entrusted is not trustworthy at all. And so, therefore, we've got to speak up and we've got to speak out. We've got to sound the alarm, because until we sound the alarm against this, it will continue to happen, and we'll continue to go around the mulberry bush with this. But this is too, too critical of an issue. You're listening to J.R. Ficklin right here on Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness. I am so glad that you've joined us tonight, and I want to open up the lines in just a second here uh, on this show. Uh, and, that, and you can listen to us here on this network. I'm telling you, it is so crucial it is so crucial that I am literally here just thinking what happens if we do remain silent? What happens when we do remain silent? Well, we know that evil prevails when good men and good women remain silent, and we cannot afford to remain silent another moment. We cannot afford to remain silent another minute. We've got to stand up and we've got to speak out because until we stand up and speak out, guess what, people? There is no justice. There is no justice, and it's imperative upon us that we do just that. We must stand up. We must speak out because the future of our children, 
The future of our families literally depends on it tonight. Hope and healing adjourns our wholeness. This is your host, J.R. Ficklin. I'm so glad that you've joined us tonight. I want to recall uh, and recant the story for those of you that may be just joining us here as we're on the airway here. And I, I'm going to recant the story here. And at any given time, just simply hit the number one. Hit the number uh, hit the number one on your keypad if you're calling in by phone. If you have a question or comment and you'd like to join in on this tonight, we'll be so glad to acknowledge you. But I want to take you back to what we're talking about that is so incredibly so incredibly, uh, it is it is heart-wrenching to hear the story. I want you to hear this. This particular story here happened back in May, but I'm going to share you something that happened just here on the other day. And it's a story that happened in Suitland, Maryland. Those of you in the D.C. area know where Suitland, Maryland is. And I want to bring this to your attention because it's so incredibly uh, important. Here it is. Watch again. I want you to hear this now. Here it is where we have in Suitland, Maryland, a 26-year-old Suitland man killed a two-year-old boy this past May after he climbed into a piece of furniture, then, quote-unquote, disrespected him with a facial expression. In the charging documents that were released Thursday, officials says that Mr. Clifton Bernard grabbed a two-year-old by the name of Jameer Scheich and shoved him to the floor on May 22nd, then grabbed him by the face and forced his head through a wall. People, you're hearing me. According to Prince George County Police, that Mr. Bernard admitted to killing Mr. Uh, the little two-year-old Jameer, the son of the woman he was in a relationship with. This is what he admitted to during the interview of this man. But it happened shortly after the body of this little boy was discovered. A grand jury charged Mr. Bernard with murder, child abuse, first and second degree assault. Now, the alleged incident happened at the apartment there in uh, Suitland, Maryland while Mr. Bernard was taking care of the boy. At some point, authorities said that Bernard became enraged with Jameer after he climbed onto some furniture inside of the home, and at that point he's accused of grabbing the boy by the midsection and throwing him to the floor. A 26-year-old grabbing a 2-year-old by the midsection and throwing him to the floor. Jameer was suffering from multiple severe injuries, including broken bones in his face and head and total respiratory failure. He died the next day. Listen to me carefully, people. This is no joke. We got to wake up and become sober and vigilant. We've got to understand that we've got, we are held responsible for protecting our children. We've got to make wise decisions, and we've got to be mindful. And listen here, we've got to know, we need to ask for discernment so that we understand the people that we're dealing with, that when we're leaving our children in the hands of people that we are involved with, we've got to understand that those individuals need to be sound and solid. And if they're not sound and solid, we need to be very careful about who we allow in the lives of our children. We've got to be very careful about who we allow in the lives of our children. So I just wanted to start there, and I want to just start there and say this to you. It is incredibly, it's incredibly important because what do we know? We know that domestic violence affects children on every level. We understand that children are oftentimes uh, those victims that we call the silent victim. But guess what? They're not silent. They're hurting. They're in pain. They're experiencing this more than what we think. Now, I started off this show by saying this, and it's no disrespect to what's happening in Sanford, Florida, but our country and our hearts are out and going out as we talk about the death of what's happened there, of the murder of Trevon Martin, and that situation was tragic. His life was taken senselessly. He was a teenager killed by someone who simply wouldn't listen, who had to have power control. But even more so, think about this baby, this little two-year-old kid who was murdered. Could you imagine a two-year-old kid climbing up on a piece of furniture? And how, as an adult, you're going to look and say, the kid gave you some type of look that you didn't like, and it warrants you grabbing him by the midsection, uh, shoving him on the ground, and then shoving his face through the wall? causing broken bones, lacerations, and all those things resulting in the death of this kid. Erico 323-784-9638, that's how you reach us today. 
Hit the number one on your keypad. You'd like to have a question or comment at this time. You're listening to Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness. I'm your host, J.R. Thicklin, and I'll see you right at the other side of the break. But we will raise awareness 
I mean, at what point do you feel like you know someone well enough that you can leave your small infant children in the care of them? I mean, what is it about them that they have displayed that have shown that they're responsible enough to do this? Now, I don't want you to think for one moment that I am coming against the a mother. I'm not coming against that. That's not my point at all. My point today is very simple. My point today is that we have to be a little bit more concerning and a little bit more discerning when it comes to what we're doing and who we're allowing to be in the presence of our kids and who we're allowing to be, uh, uh, you know, the caregivers of our kids at any given point in time. This is a crucial matter. It's occurring way too often. People are being uh, killed. People are being hurt by this. People's lives are being turned upside down as a result of this. We've got to stand up and we've got to speak out because if not, this is what happens, people. If we don't stand up, if we don't speak out, what ends up happening is that more and more of our kids are dying, and they're dying and they're dying and they're experiencing senseless death at the hands of individuals who are taking their lives. You listen to J.R. Thicklin, a journey to wholeness here on Hope and Healing. Eric code 323-784-9638. That's how you can reach us. Eric code 323-784-9638. That's how you can reach us today right here on the Soul of America Radio. If you'd like to speak, if you'd like to have a comment, simply uh, hit the number one on your keypad, and we'll be so glad to get you on the air. The number one, if you have a question or comment, because this is a very, this is a very disturbing story. Very disturbing story of what's happened, what has continued to happen in our society, what is so troubling. In a day and time where we're talking about the lives of children being taken, what greater tragedy, what, I mean, there is no greater tragedy than what we're experiencing right here and what we're seeing happen in the lives of these young babies and the lives of these kids and the lives of these families. And there's a sad story. And I want to share that with you if that's not enough. And I don't mean to play pal on here. But it's imperative that you understand the severity, the severity of this matter, the nature of this matter. Now, that is the case there involving that. Let me share another story with you that I actually uh, uh, got from a friend of mine, um, um, Facebook, that she shared earlier today. And this made me think once again, why and how long should our children suffer and even die due to domestic violence? And this here is involving a case where a man kills his child and himself in Milwaukee on the northwest side. And I just want to make sure that you hear me as I share this with you. Because, once again, our children are becoming the target and are becoming the victims. They're becoming, Lord, they're becoming definitely the casualty of this whole issue of domestic violence. And we cannot afford to stand around and absolutely do any, nothing about it. We must stand up and we must speak out. I'm so glad that you've joined us today. Watch this. Mother report domestic abuse incident earlier in day. A Milwaukee man shot his six-year-old daughter to death and then committed suicide after fighting with the child's mother on Sunday, according to the police. As soon as the woman reported the incident, officers were sent to the home uh, there in a near Northwest 51st and West Fairmount Avenue, around, arriving around noon. They found the home locked, and when they entered, they found the man and his daughter dead, each with one bullet wound. The father and daughter, daughter whose name is not being released right now, put a notification of relatives, were pronounced dead at the scene. The neighbors was operating a rummage cell across the street, said they heard two gunshots around 11 a.m. Sunday. They said the family had lived at the one-story brown bungalow for about one year. Okay, watch this. He kills his six-year-old daughter and then commits suicide himself. People, you hear me? What is it that would make a person take the life of a little child? What is it that would make an individual take the life of a little child? This is very, very disturbing. And we're finding it happening too many times, too often around us. We're seeing this plight happening once again. Our children are not safe. They're not even safe in their home. And therefore, this is an issue that we cannot afford to act as if it doesn't exist. 
Area code 323-784-9638. That's how you reach us. Area code 323-784-9638. That's how you reach us here on Hope and Healing, a journey to wholeness, right here on the Soul of America Radio Network. Now, if you'd like to get in, uh, if you're calling by phone, you'd like to be in as a guest and have a question or comment, just simply hit the number one on your keypad. Hit the number one on your keypad. We will acknowledge you and get you on the airway tonight. If you have a question that you want to ask or confidentially you want to share something there, you can always do so by emailing us at jficklin at soulofamericaradio.com. That is the letter J, T-H-I-C-K-L-I-N, at soulofamericaradio.com. That is the way you can reach us today right here on the Soul of America Radio Network. Now, people, this goes without saying. This is a serious issue, one that we must stand up and speak out about, one that we cannot afford to twiddle uh, our thumbs about. This is serious, and I'm just I'm waiting to hear from you tonight, those of you that are out there tonight as you're listening. What do you say in this case? What is our responsibility in this case? What can we do about it? Well, one thing, we do need to have a greater understanding and even a background check on the people that we're dealing with. I mean, the tragedy of both of these cases, a father who kills a six-year-old daughter and then kills himself, but to have a 26-year-old man to kill a two-year-old, I'm just, I'm, I'm still blown away to see this happen. How is it that a 26-year-old can kill a two-year-old? A two-year-old. After the two-year-old climbed into a piece of furniture, and then with a facial expression, the the perpetrator says the kid disrespected him, and in doing so, he grabbed the kid by the face and forces uh, forced the kid through head through a wall. That's after he shoved the kid to the floor. People, this is not acceptable. We have to stand up and we have to speak out against these type things. And I'm ser- I'm serious about it because some of the time these individuals are right amongst us, but we never raise the we never raise the issue. So therefore, it goes unnoticed, it goes unchecked, and we're seeing kids die, their innocence taken away at the hands of perpetrators and abusers. So I just want you to know tonight that even as you're listening in, that there is something that we must do. There's something that we all must chime in in doing if we're going to make a difference with this situation. Erico 323-784-9638. I'm J.R. Thicklin. I'm so very glad you've joined us on the Soul of America Radio.com. That's the way you reach us. I have a caller on the line, and she wants to say something, and I'm going to bring her on because the fact she's on the air. Okay. Let's see if I can bring the caller on the air even at... Uh, number in in eight one one six. You're on the air tonight. Welcome to Hope and Healing: A Journey to Wholeness. Hi, thank you. I'm enjoying the show tonight. Uh, can you all hear me out there? Can you hear me? Well, I can definitely hear you. You're on the air. <laughs> okay. Um, the reason why I wanted to actually give my input is because um, I'm calling from West Palm Beach, Florida, and I work with a lot of. Um, uh, young middle school students, and you asked the question, how can a 26-year-old um, injure or kill a 2-year-old? And I think what I'm seeing a lot of is I'm seeing a lot of young, angry men um, in our communities and in our homes. And I think that the anger is stimulating from what they lived as they were growing up. Maybe they lived in a home where their fathers were violent against their mothers or their mother's significant others or boyfriends were violent toward them. So how do they express themselves? They are expressing themselves a lot of times by the way in which they were raised, what they saw or seen as they were growing up. And a lot of um, our young people have so much anger and so much frustration on the inside of them, and they don't know how to deal with it. And you ask the question, what can we do and how can we get involved? Well, one of my solutions or would be I think the churches need to get more 
involved. The churches need to get more involved with domestic violence. The churches in our communities need to get more involved with um, having counseling sessions for our young adults and um, anger management sessions. I mean, because we're seeing um, in this day and age where a lot of our young people, they don't know, a lot of them don't know how to be parents. And I see it at my school every single day because when I have a parent conference and I call a parent in for a middle school student, I'm looking in our day and age when we were growing up, because I'm in my 40s, you know, when my mother would attend a parent conference, she looked like an older mother. She was in her 40s and, you know, 40s, 50s years old. But now what we're seeing is we're seeing a lot of younger mothers, a lot of single mothers, and they don't know how. Some of them don't know how to be parents. Some fathers, some of these young men, they don't know how to be fathers, so they don't know how to cope with their anger skills. And we need to have in more of our churches programs and and ministries to help these young men, to teach them how to be fathers, how to deal with your anger when you have a toddler. That That's part of a toddler. A, a, a toddler is, they call them terrible too. I don't like to call them terrible too. They're angels, but, you know, that's part of their makeup. They're exploring. They're learning. They're expressing by way of facial expressions. And he probably didn't even know that. But just think, what if his church offered classes to teach him um, these different steps or different stages that little children go through. And so, and I'm also, and I'm going to be finished after I say this, a lot, another thing that I'm seeing in the community is I'm seeing a lot of young women, like you said, um, that are just entrusting their children, especially their little girls, to their boyfriends. They have a boyfriend March, April, May, and then in June, July, and August, they might have another boyfriend. And so now their young daughters are being exposed to all of these different men that are in their mother's life. And so I don't know, like at my school, they say call them God Daddy or call them Daddy. You know, it's so many different names for so many different men that their mothers are dating. So. I mean, I, I really hate the, the situation that happened with the 26-year-old and the 2-year-old, but it was probably he just did not know how to express um, his anger. And I'm, by all means, I'm not, um, you know, in agreement with what he did, of course, because he killed a little 2-year-old. But I'm just saying we as leaders, we as community leaders, and we as churches and ministries, we really need to step up and address this issue. And it has to come from us. We have to do it. And that's all I wanted to say tonight. Well, I definitely appreciate your input there. And, uh, and it's so interesting because when we look at it, you know, we, we definitely talk about there's a need for the women to be more discerning and things. But I don't want anyone to get it mistaken that we're blaming the a woman or whatever for what this what this guy did but what we are saying is that we must be more discerning more sober we must be a better judge of character i mean let's deal with the fact how long have we known the individual that we're now involved in uh what are their feelings about children you know are they are are they the type of people who have uh you know patience with children clearly a two-year-old, you know, it's a very interesting age for a toddler because this is where they're discovering their independence. This is where they're discovering how to do something. And to have a two-year-old to climb up on a piece of furniture and for the two-year-old to look back very much could have been a curious look. Could have been a look where, you know, the two-year-olds look back and see if you're looking and what are you going to say to them. And But at what place do you go from from calm to anger to rage, that you take a two-year-old by the midsection, throw them to the floor, then pick them up and drive their face through a wall, that's literally demonic. That is literally uh, out of this world. And that type of abuse that went on, and all of a sudden you come back to yourself because, you know, the 911 uh, is called, but when it's called, uh, this individual said the child is choking. 
Well, if the child was choking, they were choking off of, of the content of the wall that undoubtedly may have gone down his throat about his mouth when he was shoved through there. And so this is a travesty. Yes, the churches must. We, we, we constantly say the churches. Why? Because they are the one entity in the community where people gather. They gather on a regular. This is where people meet. They meet. They want moral guidance. They want, uh, they want direction. They want instruction. And yet it's still these issues are social ills. We fail to address And Oftentimes these individuals are in, are people that sit right in our churches, are people who frequent the churches, and yet it's still we are not reaching them. We're not reaching them with the practicum that they need. And I think it's so incredibly crucial that we step up and make a difference in the life of children and that we prevent these type of things from happening again. You listen to Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness. This is your host, J.R. Thicklin, and I'm so glad to have you here on the Soul of America Radio Network. Thank you so much for our caller. I really appreciate that very special voice there as she reaches out and uh, her comments there. You can reach us too, area code 323-784-9638. That's how to reach us here on uh, Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness, right here on the Soul of America Radio Network. I'll see you right after the break. Wrapping these messages here. I'll see you another time. Healing a journey to wholeness with J.R. Thicklin is coming back right after this. You're listening to the Soul of America Radio LLC. This is the one and only Soul. Right now at 323-784-9638. And now, Hope and Healing, Our Journey to Wholeness, continues with your host, J.R. Thicklin. And welcome. 
welcome back to Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness. Uh, this is your host, J.R. Thicklin, and we're so very glad that you've joined us here on this network tonight. Uh, we start off tonight with some technical difficulties, so so many of you that we may have missed, uh, we're so apologetic that we've missed you on tonight, but what we'd like to do is make sure that you're with us and that, that you'll get a chance to be a part of this. Uh, keep in mind that all the shows are always archived. They're there. You can always go back to www.soulofamericaradio.com there, and you go to Hope and Healing. You can go back and listen to any of the previous shows. You can even email those shows to someone that you think may need to hear it. Now, I want to make sure that you got the National Domestic Violence Hotline number, 1-800-799-FAITH. That's 1-800-799-7233. That is how you can reach the National Domestic Violence Hotline. I'm so grateful for those that are out there that are listening. Once again, uh, there's a couple of Facebook pages that you can reach there uh, that we're involved with or connected to. Domestic Violence, it is your business. Domestic Violence, it is your business. That's right there on Facebook, as well as our inspirational, motivational site. There is Destiny by Choice 2 Fellowship. Now, that page there is an absolutely awesome page that is meant to uplift, encourage, bring inspiration, tremendous devotion and praise and worship. Uh, you do have to actually become a member of that page, and you can. All the things are there. I'm so grateful for all of our administrators that we have there. Uh, that page is headed up by Indy Harlem, too. Absolutely incredible work that she does inside of making sure that this continues on, creating an atmosphere, what we call drama-free. It's a drama-free page that you're able to go to. It's an oasis that refreshes and replenishes you with just always something uplifting and hopefully uh, hope and healing. And so we're glad for that tonight. Uh, listen, we're going to be off the air here in just about 12 minutes uh, uh, there at 1030 uh, on, the east, on the East Coast here. But I want you to know we're going to continue this on next week. It'll be part two of Children Caught in the Crossfire, Domestic Violence, um, uh, domestic violence issue here. So many numerous cases where we see where these issues happen, and the children are involved either directly or indirectly, where unfortunately the children end up being on the other end of it. I want to call to your situation that happened here in uh, the Florida, state of Florida here, back about nearly four years ago, and this here happened up uh, in the area near Tampa there, where there was a Florida mom, she was slain with her five children, after enduring abuse, and uh, this situation happened up in the near the Tampa area, where a Florida woman was slaying along with her five children, and they endured regular abuse uh, from her husband, but but seemed overwhelmed by trying to raise their children herself, and wanted and wanted uh, and basically wanted uh, uh, DCF if that if you would, uh, you know, to really uh, check into the situation. Uh, the reality is that the husband actually uh, killed her and the five children, killed her and the five children, and then flee, trying to make his way back to Haiti. And it's an interesting thing because children are caught in the crossfire of domestic violence way too often. They witness it. They're exposed to it. They experience it, and it changes their life forever. They do experience post-traumatic uh, stress disorder, and oftentimes psychologically they are impacted for life. And that's why I continue to say domestic violence, it is your business. It's not a matter of two adults or two people fighting an argument. This is the issue of ultimate power and control. This is the issue of having it your way at, 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 you know, at, at any cost. And this is something that we cannot tolerate as a society because the more it goes on, we understand that the the lineage is impacted. The perpetuation of violence continues when we continue to remain silent concerning the issue of domestic violence. Area code 323-784-9638. That's how you can reach us tonight. Area code 323-784-9638. This is your host, J.R. Thickland, and I'm so glad that you've joined us here on Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness. Your comments are welcome. Your statements are welcome tonight. But I want to know, inside of these issues here, you know, perhaps what is it that we do? I mean, you're in a, you're in a relationship, and perhaps you don't see the warning signs of the abuser, the controlling. Do you even know whether or not your significant other, do they even like your children? Are they children-type people? Do they feel comfortable with children in their presence? Are they short-tempered, don't like to be around children, 
have no patience at all. These things are very crucial. They are questions that we must answer. Because the tragedy that we've seen uh, over the last few weeks as it involves domestic violence in children goes so deep and so far. And I just want you to know that we're going to cover this in part two. We'll have some special guests on next week because we're going to address this right where it is. We're going to address it. We're not going to back away from it. It is something that we must talk about. It's something that we must address, address and uh, we're going to do so wholeheartedly. We're going to stand in and we're going to do so. And I just want to give special kudos out to Indy Harlem. Uh, if you're going to either one of those websites there, she does a magnificent job of making sure that even the topics that we're talking about, that she's putting things up there, resources, uh, statistics there so that you can understand that these situations are real. Um, they're right there on one of the websites now, 10 signs a child may be affected by domestic violence, physical complaints, separation anxiety, sleep difficulties, increased ag- aggressive behavior and angry feelings, constant worry about possible danger, seeming, uh, seeming loss of previously a learned skill, withdrawals uh, from others and activities, lack of interest in activities, difficulty choosing and, and uh, completing an activity or task at very high activity level. These are things that we have to be mindful of. Our children are impacted by domestic violence, what they see and what they see. And, I, and one one great thing that uh, ND has put here is talks about for a child, domestic violence lasts a lifetime, and we have to keep those things in mind. Protect the children, the youngest victims of domestic violence, and so forth and so much that is there. And I really thank you so much, Indy, uh, for just being there and making it happen. So I want to give a big shout-out to her inside of what she does in making this happen. People, you got to visit those pages there, domestic violence. Um, it is it is uh, your business. That is the one there, and especially Destiny by Choice to Fellowship. That is the one that will inspire you, that will lift you up, that will cause you to feel inspired, that will get your day off to a great start, and you'll be so blessed by it. And I'm telling you, I invite you to do so, because when you do so, you're going to find out that there's so much to be talked about. Listen, I just want to give you a preview of next week because we're going to talk about children caught in the crossfire of domestic violence. We want to talk about a few things. Uh, We want to revisit this story, but next week we also want to talk about, and you've seen this all over the national news, about the case in California where there's a teacher in California who's a domestic violence victim who is fired as a teacher from a Catholic school. The diocese fired her. And not only did they fire her, but they also uh, in what they consider a very tough call, but they also, listen here, they also dismissed her children who were attending the schools within the diocese. So here she was, a victim of domestic violence. Her husband was a perpetrator. She's afraid of them. She thought she was doing the right thing. And by the way, it's the exact same thing that we uh, in this field advise people to do. She made her job aware of the fact, of the fact that he may, you know, if he comes up to the school, listen, call the police because she, he shouldn't be there and that she was in danger. But could you imagine that as a result of doing so, as a result of doing so, she ends up losing her job. She's fired for doing the right thing. She's punished as if she brought the domestic violence on herself. And people, these are things we're talking about. Uh, Children get caught up in a crossfire. Well, listen, this is what happens. This happens and it's sad. Because as a result, not only did she lose her job, but her children, understand, her children was literally kicked out of the schools as well. In other words, we don't want anything to do with them. They've got to go. Folks, it impacts them. What do you tell your kids when they say you no longer can go to your school? Why? Because because of what your daddy did to me. This is tragic. Air code 323-784-9638. That's how you reach us today right here on Soul of America Radio. This is J.R. Thickland, and you're listening to uh, Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness. And, people, I want you to make sure, make sure you tell a friend, you tell a neighbor. Next week we're going to be so ready to go, and uh, we're going to uh, we're going to 
revisit the Children Caught in the Crossfire and Domestic Violence, and we're going to look so forward to you being a part of this radio broadcast. We're going to get ready to get out of here very soon, and I want you to be a part of this. I want you to know that we are so glad to have you. This is going to be a great time on next week, and I'm telling you, I would miss it to save. I would miss it to save the bowl of grits. I think that we need to be there and be a part of this. And until next time, this is J.R. Thicklin, and I'm saying to you, stay safe, stay strong, speak up, speak out, stand up, because someone's life may just depend on your boldness. Thank you so very much, and I'll be with you on next week. Thank you. My heart's torn to pieces
my own. 